Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the Bridging the Gap Radio Show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap Radio Show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867 on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Remember, positive communication is the key to success. Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Welcome, this is Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon here on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. We are here every Sunday at 5 p.m. We are here bringing the best in talk radio, political commentary, inspiration for trying times, reflection on current events, empowerment to close the generational and social and economic gaps that exist among us, and most of all, bringing a perspective that is designed to heal and to set free and to close the gaps that uh, we're here not to hurt you but to help you and to not to hinder to raise up not to pull down so we do tackle some controversial issues but not with the name of opening wounds but more so as a way of bringing needed healing again i want to welcome you to bridging the gap yes i am pastor hugh j Harmon. we are live it's been a while this is july 8th Won't you believe it? We are in the second half of 2018. Six months are behind us, closer to the end than we were back in January, and I am grateful. I hope you're grateful as well. Again, this is July 8th, 2018, and we are here on Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. I never had a so good gospel, 107. I want to encourage you. This has been one, one. how could I put it? This has been one type of year. Um, all sorts of stuff that's going on in the news. All sorts of crazy things. We have barbecue uh, patty. We have uh, pool security item. We have a couple of others that have just been off the chain calling the police, police officers on um, people of color for any sort of myriad of things, and I believe that this Sunday is an opportunity for us to not only talk about those ridiculous news items, but to also talk about the other things that have been happening in our country, in our nation, in our world over this 2018 year, and to find a way by which we can encourage you um, to just keep your head up and to keep moving on and to trust God. And if you're not a God-fearing person, if you're not a believer, again, this is Bridging the Gap. I am a pastor. I'm Pastor Hugh J. Harmon, but I understand that there might be some people tuned in today and tuned in on other times that are not necessarily believers, not necessarily wouldn't consider themselves spiritual people, but nevertheless, you have purpose. You're here for a reason. There's something that gets you up every day. There's something that gets you going. There's something that keeps you going, and there's a reason why you tuned into my show today, and I'm encouraged. I'm grateful for you tuning in. Before we jump into tonight's discussion or today's discussion, I want to invite you to join us on social media. I'm at Bridging the Gap with Hugh J. Harmon. I don't use the title pastor on, on Facebook, but it's Bridging the Gap with Hugh J. Harmon. Give us your opinions on this week's question. And the question is, in 2018, in 2018, what is it that you have uh, focused on or targeted on achieving before 2018 is over? I know uh, every new year that comes in, there's something that most of us, we, we have our New Year's resolutions. We write these lists of goals and achievements and, and accolades that we hope to attain by the end of, 20, by the, end of the year. And uh, we went over it at the beginning of 2018, but I want to check in now that we're at the halfway point. 
you know, just like a game of football or a game of soccer or a game of basketball, there's a halftime. And during halftime, although there's entertainment going on on the court or going on on the field or going on somewhere for the, for the audience to watch, the teams are in the locker room discussing strategy for the next half of the game. And so I believe that this is what we're here today to do, to discuss strategy for the next half of this year. So again, my question is, what is it that you have set, focused on, targeted on, achieving in 2018, and how close are you to achieving that thing? And what do you think that you need, or what questions do you have, rather, with regard to achieving that thing in 2018? Before this show is over, I want to be able to give you an opportunity. I want to take a time out at the end of this show to give you some pointers that I think will help you to get to your goal and your achievement for this year. Also, I want to take some time out if we can, if I remember. Sometimes it slips my mind, but I'm trying to remember on this particular call, on this particular show, to get some callers to call in and give me their answer to that question, what have you been targeting, focusing on, hoping to achieve before the end of 2018, and how close are you now that we're at a halfway point of the year? Um, As we go a little further, again, as I always do, my preliminaries, we have to pay some bills before we get into our discussion and dialogue and our back and forth today. I want to encourage you again. I hope that there are more people listening in than were listening in the last time. And I hope you told your friends and your neighbors and your colleagues and your workmates and your and those that you just hang around with, your associates, to tune in to Bridging the Gap every Sunday at 5 p.m. We haven't been live in quite a while. I took a little vacation, to did some traveling, did some training, but I'm back. We're live. But, again, I want to invite you, our listeners, those of you that are business owners, those of you that are entrepreneurs, those of you that have a side hustle, those of you that are doing something to better yourselves in 2018 and you believe that Bridging the Gap or this station never had it so good, Gospel 107, or this network never had it so good, Sports Network, would be a great avenue by which you can advertise your products or your services or your special events or your special talent. Our market share stretches throughout the southeastern United States with hosts and shows in Atlanta, Georgia, in Florida, as far west as Texas, and as far northeast as New York City. We have listeners as far west as California and as far north as Boston, Massachusetts. I can tell you that. I was personally traveling there, Boston, Massachusetts, a couple weeks ago. I've been to California every summer for the last four or five summers, and I, and I hope to get back there before this summer is over, and I know we have a host of listeners over there. Uh, we have reasonable rates and targeted packages to fit your advertising needs, and if you're interested in advertising with us, please give us a call. We still do calls at 866-543-1875, extension 700. I know we're in a technology-driven season and a time, but we still take a personal call at one eight six six five four three one eight seven five, and the extension is seven hundred. If you're a little more technologically savvy and you want to log in just to find out how we do it, I want you to go to our website, the network website at www.nhisg101.com. Again, the network website is www.nhisg101.com, and check out our advertising specials. Boost the exposure of what you're doing. Get get it out there. Get your name out there. Let people uh, hear about what you're doing, see your talent and your gift, and we know that your return will far exceed your investment. We're going to take a really short commercial break, and when we return, we're going to get right into tonight's discussion. We're at halftime of 2018. We're in the locker room. And so we're talking about strategies to make the second half of 2018 the best half of a year you've ever lived. Again, you're listening to Bridge of the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon here every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. We'll be right back after this. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty... Everything changed. 
Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Want to relax? Check out Chill Out Jazz on FBRN.us every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, 3 to 5 Central Time. It's Chill Out Jazz, the soulful mix of smooth jazz. Wednesday and Friday, 3 to 5 Central Time, right here on FBRN. I've got the perfect mix to help you chill out jazz. It's the coolest two hours of your day. Jump in smoothly. Welcome back to Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. You heard the quality of our marketing commercials here on Never Had So Good Gospel 107. I hope you take the time out to check us out. Go on to our network website. Call that number, 866-543-1875, extension 700, and get your commercial on this show, Bridging the Gap, every Sunday at 5 p.m. or some other show here on the network. Again, I want to welcome you back to Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. I am so grateful and appreciative of you tuning in once and again. Uh, we are in the second half of 2018. In fact, I like to say we're in the locker room right now, and we're just preparing, going over what happened in the first half of this year and talking about what we need to do to make the second half of this year even better. Um, we're in 2018, but I believe something happened back in November 8th, 2016, that has started this country, and even so, so this globe on a tear towards uh, – what appears to be great divisiveness and division um, in these here United States of America, there was this uh, mantra, make America great again. And all of us have our opinions on that mantra because um, there's a camp that believes that America was great at some point or the other in its past, and they want to take the country back to how it was during that uh, figurative time in the past there others of us that believe that America was never great and uh, it might have had some great aspirations some great uh, ethics and morals on paper but uh, we believe that America has never actually lived out much of what it had written down on paper um, again because of the frailties and the faults of men um, but nevertheless wherever you stand in that camp of making America great again we can agree that since November 8th, 2016, um, things have been very different in this country. And if it, and if you want to say it's not been different, it's been uh, magnified, the differences in this country. Um, we have all sorts. Uh, we have the immigration issue, uh, the build the wall issue, the uh, immigration laws and the protests that are happening throughout this land. I believe that there is no city that has been spared of marches and protests of people on the streets uh, condemning what has what is taking place with regard to children being separated from their parents at the borders and being sent to different parts of this country. And now we're in a place where on paper, again, there's supposed to be a resolution to the issue, but we're hearing that there's yet still thousands of children that are separated from their parents. Again, regardless of where you stand on the issue, if you support it, if you're not against, if you're against it, if you believe that they should be put out the country, if if not, um, you have to agree that we're in a place in this country that we've never been with concern to these kinds of issues. Um, again, dealing with scandals. And, and ruptures that have taken place already in 2018. We had what took place in Charlottesville, uh, the, the, the 
the white supremacy march in Charlottesville that raised its ugly head and showed us again where some of this sentiment of making America great really stands. Um, some of the people that are pushing this thing of making America great, of really pushing back the calendar and taking us back to a season and a time when there was great fear among people of color and people that weren't native-born uh, Americans uh, or people that are not considered white uh, in America. Um, again, I, I'm... I'm not a person here uh, lifted up any particular position, but most of you, if you've been listening to my show for any length of time, you you know what Bridging the Gap stands for. It's about unity. It's about bringing us together. It's about closing these gaps. It's about finding solutions to take us to a place of peace and uh, prosperity together in this land. Um, not only have we dealt with the immigration issue, not only have we dealt with white supremacist march in Charlottesville and, and the protests around the country around immigration and about building this wall, uh, but also we've had the outbreak of the Me Too movement, a movement that literally started as a hashtag on social media that erupted and has caused great anguish to many prominent men uh, in our society, men that are prominent in media, men that are prominent in politics, men that are prominent in, in corporate America, just uh, who have been accused of um, some very egregious charges when it comes to sexual harassment, others uh, not so egregious, uh, more innocuous charges of sexual harassment. But nevertheless, we're in a place in this country where everything is being uh, hyper um, contextualized, if you will, uh, and, uh, and and we got to talk about it. Uh, and, and last and certainly not least, and there's much more that we could talk about, but in the space of an hour, we can only target a few things. And, and with regard to what I've paid attention to in the news, and, and most recently, despite or or the spat of phone calls to 911, um, where people, white people, have been calling 911, making complaints asking for police assistance with regards to people of color barbecuing in the park, selling waters on the sidewalk, young young ladies selling waters on the sidewalk. Police were called, 911 was called um, for her, uh, a young lady going to uh, swim in the swimming pool in her complex, in her, uh, I believe it was a gated community where she lived and she was a resident where she had an ID and she's asked by uh, one of the gentlemen who also lived in that complex to show her ID and to prove that she uh, was qualified uh, to go to the swimming pool in the same community in which she lived. Um, and there are myriad of other uh, situations where police were called and, and, and it seemed to be popping up in the news just about every other day something else. Uh, a, a gentleman walking his daughter in the park daughter is in a in a stroller he's um a, a african american man but he's involved in a uh, mixed race relationship and so his child is of mixed race and he was walking the child in the park and a lady who was riding her bike or or jogging in the park calls the security in the park to complain about this man and she felt he was suspicious because the child he was pushing uh, I guess didn't match the skin texture or color of him. Um, we are in really troubling times and, and as I was just outlaying the stories and outlaying the issues, as it came off my lips and I thought about it, I thought how, and when I initially heard about these things, how outlandish they were. They were outlandish. And even now as I speak about it and talk about it, it is still outlandish and ridiculous. Uh, but nevertheless, that's how it is. That's what's going on. Um, we've got this issue 
these issues going on. Well, we got to face it. We got to talk about it. And, and so I'm glad that you're here on Bridging the Gap um, to just talk about. And so if, if, if I was a coach and, and we're at halftime and we're in the locker room and we're talking about um, all these things and, and I'm talking to you, the listeners, as America 2018, I like to call it America 2.0 just like we're doing Bridging the Gap 2.0. This is the second version of America, a different version of America, a newest version of America. And I would have to say to my team, uh, we're in bad shape. Uh, we've taken a lot of black eyes. We've taken a lot of hits. Um, and we're in bad shape. Uh, we we got to change our approach in the second half of 2018. And Part of changing our approach is, I believe, begins with dialogue, what we're doing today, dialoguing about race and dialoguing about our differences and dialoguing about the fears that we have for one another. Because I believe that one of the greatest issues that develops, uh, that, that develops fear in us is difference. Uh, when we look at each other and we see our differences, be it skin color, be it the difference of backgrounds from where we've come, um, these differences develop in us uh, a level of fear for one another. And that fear in difference is connected to a word we all know we don't like, a word called ignorance. And some may ascribe ignorance as a bad word, but ignorance isn't a bad word unless you allow yourself to stay ignorant. Ignorance only becomes a bad word when you make ignorance a habit in your life. Uh, but ignorance can be a starting point in your life because ignorance is just not knowing. And if you decide to stay in a place of not knowing, and because of your not knowing, you develop a fear or an attitude towards others, and you develop these uh, stigmas or these ideologies connect and philosophies about others based on ignorance, and this ignorance uh, feeds a fear inside of you, then you go out and you will allow certain things to happen. And, and while I'm saying this, a thought ran through my head. Another issue we've had is a spate of school shootings that have taken place in this country. And connected to the spate of school shootings has been the aberrant, uh, the word I want to use, the aberrant inaction of our Congress in terms of developing uh, better laws with regards to guns and weapons that are available for regular citizens to put their hands on in this country. Um, as I think about it and I talk about it now, we've had from the uh, the abhorrent, these horrible shootings on campuses, to the completely ridiculous, the people calling 911 for absolutely no reason. And we sit on our hands and, and we think about it. There are some things that can be done in this country immediately. And, yes, people say that there are gun laws on the books already, and all we have to do is instigate those gun laws or, 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 or follow those gun laws to the T, and obviously we're not. So it requires those that are in leadership in our land to go back to the table to restructure and re-strategize how we need to approach this gun situation. It's becoming so bad in this country that when you hear of a school shooting, it's almost you, you know what's going to happen. There's going to be some praying. There's going to be some thoughts and prayers sent out to the victims there's going to be some victims on TV crying and telling their story. There's going to be a hero or a heroine or a couple of hero stories in there of people that stood between themselves and the shooters and saved others. And then we're going to go back to business as usual. Actually, just the other couple of weeks ago or, or maybe a week ago, we had a shooting at a newspaper in the DMV area in, um, in, in the Metroplex area of Virginia, D.C., in that area there, um, where one of those uh, uh, ex 
um, not even an ex-employee, just somebody that was upset with a story that the newspaper had done about them and about their stalking and about their behavior, went back to that newspaper and shot several people to death and just left uh, a, a place, the place in fear and in shame. And so, again, here at the halfway point of 2018, it's important that we talk about, um, you know, how do we feel at this point in 2018? I believe that we have uh, some callers on the line. I want to give a caller or two an opportunity to share um, their viewpoints of where we are as a nation in 2018. And if they want to get personal, tell me, tell us listeners here, on bridging a gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon, what are some of the things that they were that they have targeted and they had focused on achieving in 2018 and were not able to achieve it? Um, do we still have a caller um, available to uh, and, and callers? If you're there, I'm gonna call out your area code and I'm gonna ask you to uh, just give your name, where you're calling from. And just your reflections on how 2018 has gone thus far and what you think we need to do as a nation and even what you as an individual uh, hope to achieve in 2018 or before 2018 is over. Caller, are you there? Uh, yes, sir, I am. Yes, sir. Would you sir. just give us your name, where you're calling from, and, and share your thoughts on how 2018 has gone thus far. Uh, my name is Del Woodard. I'm from I'm calling from Columbia, South Carolina, and one. As, as a black man, I do so that our nation has took a sharp downturn. We're making wow. various ground groundbreaking steps, but now it's it's as if we've forgotten about humanity itself. In the sense. Wow. But would you mind if I ask what age group you find yourself in? Are you in your 20s? Are you in your 30s? Um, I'm about to be in my 20s. I'm 19 years old. You're 19. Great. That that's Now, I want you to give a perspective of a 19-year-old. Say, let's just go 10 years ago. 10 years ago, where did you see the United States going? 10 years ago, there was a lot less noticeable violence. We were looking more at terrorism outside the states, but it was still happy at home at the very least. Right. Uh, it was just different. Wow. And 10 years later, you are saying that, especially as an African-American male, that we're in a place where there's much violence on the streets. There's uh, violence in our schools. There's uh, violence. I want to ask you, um, at a personal level, what are some things, regardless of how bad it's been around us, what are some things, and as bad as it's been for for African-American males in uh, United States 2018, 2017, 2016, as a 19-year-old, almost about to be 20, what are some things that you have targeted to achieve um, in 2018? One of the biggest things that I was targeted to achieve in this year has had to be in my own safety. Wow. Every day I go out and I have to fear for my life because if I get pulled over, then that situation could possibly escalate to something much, much worse than it already was. Wow. So every day I live in fear and I just strive to live safely at the very least. Wow. Now, now I hope America is listening to this young man, uh, listeners to Bridging the Gap are listening to this, uh, Never Had So Good Gospel 107. He, he just said he's a 19-year-old African-American male, and his target, his focus for 2018 is simply just surviving, basically, just making it, just being safe. And what does that say? I want to thank you. Mr. Dell, for calling in. I want to give an opportunity for some other callers. I appreciate what you've contributed thus far, and I think what you just said is powerful. As a 19-year-old calling in, African-American male calling in to say what you said. I appreciate what you said. And uh, listeners to Bridging the Gap, what he just said summarizes 
the fate of this country if it continues on the tear that it is. Um, he again raised another issue that I, I did not even think of, um, but over these past few weeks or past few days, I've been paying attention to news in New York City. Um, had the opportunity to travel up north to Boston, Massachusetts, and was traveling in that northeastern corridor area. So I, I, while I was there, I was watching the news and paying attention to the news. And there's now a spike in violence, gang violence, in that area. We heard about a young man, I believe, in the Bronx or Harlem area that was viciously attacked by a gang, by a group of gang members, and it was a mistaken identity killing. And uh, now we find out that they're being uh, corralled off the streets daily, and uh, the NYPD is promising to come down hard on this gang and come down on these individuals. But even after all that, just a few days ago, I heard that there was another shooting, another mistaken identity where these gang members in, uh, in a community that I grew up in, in Brooklyn, New York, in Canarsie, where they shot um, gunshots through the bed, uh, through the wall into a young man's apartment. And it wasn't even his apartment. He was just visiting a friend, just hanging out with friends. And, you know, that thing touched my heart because I really, not only because it happened in a community that I'm familiar with and that I lived through and that I survived, just like Brother Dell just called and said he just hopes to survive. You know, there were times I felt like I just needed to survive. But if I'll be honest with you, when I was coming up, when I was 19, when I was 20, when I was 18, 17, 16, uh, and growing up in Brooklyn, New York, as bad as people describe Brooklyn, New York back in those days and as rough as it was back in those days, I really did not fear for my life. And the reason I did not fear for my life is because I had a community of support around me. I had role models around me. I had people that were walking ahead of me. I had paths that I was trying to reach and places that I was trying to go to. And I, all of the trouble and the trial that I saw around me, it did not really affect me because I had goals. I had aspirations. I was going to graduate from high school. I was going to go to college. I was going to graduate from college. I was not just going to go to any college. I was going to go to the ch college of my choice. I was going to graduate on time. I was going to have the degree I desired to have. While I was there in college, I was going to see the world. I was going to do all these things. And so, but this was because I, this stuff was inculcated in me from very young. I had parents. I had grandparents. I had aunties. I had uncles. That failure was not an option. Going to school was not an option. Uh, going to college was not an option. Graduating was not an option. It was a plan. And so when I went to college, I, I heard them say, you know, we're going to be getting ready for, for, for you to graduate in four years, and we come in, and we're going to make noise in the stands when you graduate and walk across the stage. So I had people depending on me to fulfill these goals and these aspirations and these visions. And I saw these adults, some of them did not graduate in four years or did not go to college immediately after high school. Many of them went to work. But because they had the mindset, uh, many of my family members went back to college after working several years or while working and got their degrees. And so that was just something that we did. And it wasn't about, oh, necessarily if you get this degree, then you'll get this job, then you'll be this person. It was just a given that this was part of what we did as a family. I believe that we're losing that in, among our families. And, and it's not saying that the families that don't have these kinds of aspirations are less or, or, or little or lacking. I'm just saying that this purpose, this, uh, um, these goals, this focus, this target is not a part of the um, mindset nowadays. It's just like Brother Dell said, it's just mainly a mindset of survival. And so I encourage you to think about what I just said um, to, to, to come, come up with some possible solutions 
for the second half of this year. We've talked about, we're going to talk some more about some of the things that have happened in the first half of this year and, and why it's wrong and, and what we can do about it to make a difference. Um, but we're going to take a really quick uh, commercial break here. And again, I want to tell you, this is Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. Stay tuned. Tell somebody else to call in. Tell somebody else to, to tune in. Uh, reach out to a friend, a neighbor. Tell them to go online to Bridging the Gap with Hugh J. Harmon. Click on the link and tune into the show so that they can be inspired to go to the next place in 2018, the best place in their life. Uh, I'll be right back after this on Bridging the Gap with Hugh J. Harmon. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Welcome back to Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon here on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Again, we are in the locker room. We are getting ready to come back out on the field, come back out on the court, come back out on the soccer field, football field, basketball court. We're in the locker room. We're at the halfway point of the year, and it's time to come out of the locker room. We've talked. Uh, we've gone over how the game went at the first half of this year. Now we've got to strategize how we're going to play the second half of this year. Um, I, I want to. I always think about this when you hit these points of transition like this, um, it, it's good to have some motivation. Uh, the Bible talks about going back to your first works, going back to the things that you did at the very beginning of the year to get ready because you understood that uh, 365 days were being uh, availed of, to you again or as much a, a, a new calendar was being shifted or or made possible in your life and what you needed to do. And at the beginning of the year, uh, many of you started out the year as if it was fresh, fresh start to a new year. That's what you did. And I believe that that's what you need to do when you're coming out for the second half of the year. Don't be held back by what happened yesterday. Don't be held back by what happened last few months. Don't be held back by what happened at the beginning of the year or the day before or the week before or the months before or the decades before. Life is too short, so you've got to live in the present moment. I know you made mistakes in the past. We all do. I know you made some bad decisions in the past. We all do. But I trust you, me, if you step out on the field in the second half of 2018 with the mindset that you've got a fresh start, you've got a fresh clock, you've got fresh opportunities to attack the goal, fresh chances to go after it again, fresh ways in which to win. The game is not over. The fat lady has not sung. They have not blown the last whistle. The gun has not gone off. The confetti has not been released. The balloons have not been let go. They have not yet put a name on the trophy. You still have an opportunity to etch your name on the trophy. So again, live every day as if it is a fresh start. Live the next half of 2018 as if you have been allowed a fresh start. I'm talking to some young people that went through a rough school year. Now you're in the summer. You were waiting for the summer. You were looking forward to the summer. But guess what? The summer is about to be over, and you're about to enter into a new school year. Some of you had a hard time with uh this conduct this school year. Some of you had a hard time with the academics, and you have labeled yourself a failure. But I've come to tell you this afternoon that failure is not a person. Failure is an event, and it's an event that you can get past. The Bible talks about this too shall pass. And so you've got to get past 
what you filled out in the last season and consider that there's new opportunities for you to be a success. Not new opportunities for you to be a failure, but new opportunities for you to be a success. And I need you to look at failure as learning, as a lesson, as an exercise, as activity that is preparing you for the next. There are many things in life that I have failed at. But if you take an opportunity and go look at my profile on Facebook, I, I, I deliberately listed off a bunch of things that I have achieved. And there are some things that I've achieved, and when I achieved them and I went past them, Many times I beat myself up because, guess what, I did not even celebrate those achievements. I look back over those achievements, and I thought it was just something that I needed to do, something that needed to be achieved, something that, you know, it, it ought to have happened, and it, it didn't necessarily have to be celebrated. I was raised in a family that going to school, like I said, graduating on time, going to college was, uh, was not an option. It was what was expected. Expected. And so I went through and I did all those things, and oftentimes I didn't celebrate. I, I didn't necessarily celebrate my high school graduation. It wasn't a big deal. I didn't have a class ring. You know, I went to graduation. I went to prom. I didn't go all out. Uh, I split money with some friends. I see children, young people today, and they go all out on their proms. You know, when I went to the prom, I sat in the front seat with my date, with the driver of the limo, and the rest of my crew was in the back in the in the real fancy part of the limo that's how we did it we did it low budget we pooled our money and we got but, but you know what I think about it and I look at young people and sometimes they're criticized today because of how far they go in celebrating graduating from school but you have to lay that aside and compare it to what could have been in their lives young people are growing up today and they're looking around their classrooms when they're uh elementary age and when they're in their infancy and kindergarten age and as they move through school they realize that their friends are no longer with them and some of those friends are no longer with them not because they moved to a different community or they moved out of town or they went to another state it's because those friends have died they have died at the bullet they have died at violence they have decided to choose a life of crime they are locked up in prison and so we, we look around and when our young people reach to that point of graduation and they're walking across the stage, we better celebrate them. We better lift them up. We better honor them for what they have achieved. Another thing, another point I want to give, I want to give you several pointers before we get off the phone today. Another pointer I, I want to give or get off the show today is be true to who you are. Stop trying to please other people or to be someone else. Your greatest deliverance in life will when you get is when you get delivered from people. When you get delivered from the opinions of people. And guess what? If you are true to who you are, even if you don't like who you are, then you give God, you give the universe, you give opportunity wherever you stand. You know, I give room to God. I believe in giving room to God. And not just chance in the universe, but that's where some people stand. But I believe that you give opportunity to change whatever you don't like about yourself. But if you don't like yourself, but you pretend to like yourself, then there's nothing to be done. When we go to the doctor and we're explaining to the doctor the pain, I don't tell the doctor that my left hand hurts when it's really my right hand because then the remedy that the doctor will give is a remedy for a right-hand pain versus a left-hand pain. And so, and, and, and that's how we've got to treat our life. If we think something is wrong with us, if we don't like how we look physically, if we don't like how we think, if we don't like our attitude in life, I believe that, the beginning of our healing and our deliverance from who we are and who we don't like about who we are is when we face up to who we are. It's better to be an original version of yourself rather than to be an exact duplicate of someone else. There is enough of a be Beyonce is enough Beyonce for the world. Rihanna is enough Rihanna for the world. Jay-Z is enough Jay-Z for the world. Nas is enough Nas for the world. Kanye is enough Kanye for the world. All those celebrities, they are enough. 
The world doesn't need another one of them. The world needs a unique you. I challenge you. I'm telling you, many of your hurdles and your snares and your traps and your pitfalls in the first half of this year is because you were trying to live out your life as somebody else. You have been trying vicariously to be somebody else. So, again, number one, you've got to treat this second half of the year as a fresh new start. Number two, you've got to be true to who you are. And number three, quit complaining. Quit complaining. Don't be like the dog with the bone looking in the water and and seeing the bone that's in the reflection in the water and it seems to be bigger than the bone you actually have in your mouth and you then jump into the water to get the bone out of the mouth of the of the reflection in the water and you drop what you already have. Quit complaining about what you lost and celebrate what you have left and use what you have left to go after what you desire to achieve. Stop complaining about your problems and work on them instead. I've got a myriad of things that I'm desiring to go after, and I've got a myriad of issues that stand between me and achieving those things. But me spending time just highlighting those issues does not get me closer to where I'm desiring to get to. So what I do is I pick an issue, And I work on solving that issue. And as I solve that issue, I get closer to where I'm desiring to go to. So number one, start out the second half of 2018 as if it's a fresh start. Number two, be true to who you are. I don't care what your lifestyle is. I don't care what people think about your lifestyle. You've got to face up. Come out of the closet. Come out of the closet. I don't care what the situation is. Some of you are thinking in one vein. I'm talking about everything. Come out the closet with your fears. Come out the closet with what people are going to think about you. And I'm telling you this. Sometimes you're hiding in the closet because you think you're going to disappoint people in your life or that you're connected to. But if you come out of the closet, that's the only way they can even help you to become a better you. But if you continue to show this fake you, this uh, uh, halfway you, this uh, framed you, this made up you, this uh, wigged you, this uh, masked you, then they can't help you to become anything better. And number three, quit complaining. Complaining gets you, it's just excuses. And yes, there are people that might have knocked you down in the past. There are people that might be plotting against you. Yeah, there may be people that have their foot on you. But what have you done lately to better yourself? Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't help spending time talking about who's trying to hold you down. What are you doing to make yourself better? And I believe if you do some things to make yourself better, then the universe, yes, and God will do what's necessary to make up the difference in your life. The fourth thing I want to leave with you before we take another commercial break is be, I'm going to give you five things, be proactive Stop waiting for others. You know what we do? We love to complain to others, and then we love to wait for others to do things for us, and we love for others to commend us or give us accolades. Uh, first of all, you've got to celebrate yourself. You've got to stop complaining, and you've got to start doing some things for yourself. You've got to be proactive and take action yourself. You might not have all of the answers, but do the research necessary to get the answers. You might know somebody that has achieved some things that you're trying to achieve. You know, go out of the way to ask them some questions. Humble yourself enough to let somebody know you don't know how to do it. I don't understand. I'm ignorant of this thing. I want to know how to do this thing. I want to come out on the other side. And the fifth thing I'm going to give you before we take a break, and I'm going to recap those five real quick before we take our break. Rather than think what if, uh, let me say it again, rather than think what if, I need you to start thinking next time. What if I had gone to the left? Nah, next time I'm going to go to the left. What if I had gone to the right? Nah, next time I'm going to go to the right. You won't know what happens unless you try it. And so that mentality, the what-if mentality, uh, hinders us. It blocks us. It stops us from going forward. Don't think about the things you can't change. 
namely what has happened and what other people think about. I told somebody just yesterday on the phone, a good friend of mine from back in the day, and I was just trying to encourage her, you cannot in any way manipulate how people feel about you. The only way you can do that is if you're a witch or a warlock. You can't do that as a regular person. You can't do that as an ordinary man, as an ordinary woman. You cannot manipulate how people feel about you. You can only do what you do and manipulate how you feel about yourself. And so because uh, when you try to make people like you or agree with you or see life like you, get this through your mind or get this through your head rather, People will not see the world as you see the world. Even if they stand at the same spot in the world that you're standing at, they're not your stature. They're not standing in your feet. They're not standing in your body. They're not standing behind your eyes. They have not experienced life the way you've experienced life. They have not come up through life the way you've come up through life. And I believe that every part of your life is intentional. There's no wasted time in your life. Where you are is exactly where God is designed for you to be right now. And some of you are saying, I don't agree, I disagree. Some of you are saying, my life has been hell and high water up to this point. I've been in struggles and challenges and trials. And I've come to tell you, you didn't choose how you started out this life. And because you can't choose who your mother is, you can't choose who your father is, you can't choose what family you're born into, you can't even choose what neighborhood you're raised in because you don't have that liberty, you don't have that freedom. Because of the realities of where you came from and where you've been brought up, you've got to trust and believe that there's a purpose and a pattern behind your life and God put you there for a reason. Yes, God did. So let me recap my five. I got many more than these five, but I want to recap them. So when you go out on the field in 2018 to start the second half of this year, I want you to go out on the field, and I want you to understand that treat this second half as a fresh new start. Number two, be true to who you are. Don't be somebody else. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't put on a facade. Because only if you start from where you are and who you are can a change be made. But if you present somebody else or something else or someone else or this vicarious life that you wish to be, then you can't ever really be changed. Number three, quit complaining. Number four, be proactive. And number five, rather than think what if, think next time. We only got about five more minutes in the show but I want to take a really quick commercial break and come back and give you my parting thoughts. This is Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. We'll be right back after this. Do you have any unwanted pests in your home or commercial building? Well, Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC can rescue you. We specialize in bed bugs, termites, rodents, and so much more. Just call Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC at 803-764-2461 in Columbia, South Carolina and Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We're open 8 to 5 weekdays and by appointment on Saturday. We strive to provide complete care for our customers. Visit our website at www.wilsonpestcontrolsc.com. That's Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC. We're your family-friendly and environment-friendly pest control company. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Welcome back to Bridging the Gap. And I'm saying welcome back, but it's really time to go. Bridge Builders, time has escaped us again. Again, you're listening to Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. We're here every Sunday at 5 p.m. I never had a so good gospel 107. You are having a good, when you're having a good time, it's hard to keep track of it. I want to encourage you to continue reaching out to us by all of the social media outlets. We are on Facebook at Bridging the Gap with Hugh J. Harmon. We are on Instagram at H Harmon 1. H, all lowercase, H 
Harmon, H-A-R-M-O-N, and the number one. We were on Twitter at Pastor, that's a capital P, everything else lowercase, A-S-T-O-R, Pastor, capital H, capital H, A-R-M-O-N. So at Pastor H. Harmon on Twitter. If this ministry of Bridging the Gap, yes, it is a ministry, has been a blessing to you. Help us out. Spread the word. Get everyone you know to tune in on Sundays at 5 p.m. Listeners is our currency. So I need as many listeners as as possible to call in, listen in every Sunday at 5 p.m. to this Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon because their lives will never be the same. If you're in the Columbia region, in the Northeast Midlands area in particular, I want you to come meet us here in Columbia, South Carolina at the Kingdom Church. That's where I am, the pastor and overseer. Love Fellowship Kingdom Restoration Tabernacle. We are at 224 O'Neill Court, Unit 5, Columbia, South Carolina. The zip is 29223. Plug that into your GPS when you're passing through Columbia, South Carolina. When you're passing through South Carolina in general, come see us in the Midlands area again, 224 O'Neill Court, Unit 5, Columbia, South Carolina. And the zip is 29223. Our services are on Sunday at 1138 on Wednesday afternoons or Wednesday evenings at 6.15 p.m. We have Bible study, interactive Bible study and prayer. This summer on Thursdays from 11.30 to 2.30 every Thursday in the summer. We're trying to do it every Thursday. We have something called Midday Power Lunch. So 11.30 to 2.35 on Thursdays in the summer of 2018, and and every summer we try to do it. I want you to come get a free meal on us, a warm meal. We have chicken. We have fish. We have dessert. We have rice and peas. We have macaroni and cheese. Um, We throw down, and I want to thank Minister Miranda from Love Fellowship. She has been diligent and faithful in preparing meals every Thursday, and we distribute it to the public for free. You don't have to be a member of Love Fellowship. Uh, you, you can just be in uh, in in our area, uh, busy and not able to to get lunch on your own. Come eat lunch with us. And get a powerful word from God. Just an hour of power, but the rest of the time we're serving lunch. We're just fellowshipping. We're talking. Just come have lunch on us every Thursday again from 11:35 to 2:30 uh, every Thursday at two. 224 O'Neill Court, Unit 5 in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, Again, on Sunday mornings at 1130, we gather. Uh, This particular Saturday morning, I'm gathering at 10 a.m. with our millennials, uh, 90s babies and our late 80s babies, just to talk about some things to to just a mixer, to get into the Word of God, um, download some encouragement into their hearts, minds, and souls. If you're available this Saturday, this coming Saturday at 10 a.m. in Columbia, Columbia, South Carolina, at the same address, 224 O'Neill Court at the Kingdom Church, Love Fellowship. Uh, millennials are meeting with Pastor Overseer Harmon just to talk, just to kick it, just to find out where they are and to give them some push into the rest of 2018. Uh, during the week, again, and also next uh, Friday, Friday the 20th, July 20th, we are continuing our summer praise worship and winning series of services we had a powerful service about two fridays ago um pastor shannon mccray she came and she tore the place up we have another powerful speaker coming pastor tyrone rose from liberty church right in west columbia they're coming to be with us on friday july 20th uh with a word from the lord we encourage you to come 7 30 on friday july 20th we'll be starting and we'll be going before the lord Again, I want to thank you for tuning in to Bridging the Gap. Thank you for your listening ears, for your comments online, for your messages on Facebook. I want to thank that young man, Brother Dell, uh, for calling in and sharing his heart and his mind. I know he what he said made a difference and impacted the listeners of the show. Um, 
The Empowerment Hour with Minister Vincent Sanders is next on the network. I encourage you to stay tuned into the network. Never had so good Gospel 107. There's some great speakers, some great forums, a great discussion that you can be a part of. Um, but before we go to that, I want to give you my parting thoughts. I gave you five um, pointers, as it were, to go into the second half. Point number one was live every day. As if a, as if you've been given a fresh new start as you go out in this second half of 2018. Point number two was be true to who you are. Stop trying to please other people or to be someone else. Point number three was to quit complaining. And point number four was to be proactive. And point number five is rather than think what if, think next time. I want to give you five more really quick points to get through the rest of 2018 on the winning side. Uh, Number six would be focus on what versus how. Many of us get bridled down, get held down, get huddled down, get um, muddled down in the details of how it's going to be done. Um, coming from a biblical perspective, there there's man and after man after woman that is used greatly of God in the scriptures. And one thing about God is God seldom tells them how. He just simply says to go. He gives instructions, piecemeal instructions, and tells people to go. And he desires people to move by faith. I want you to focus on what you want first before you think about how to do it. Anything is possible as long as you set your mind and your heart and your soul to do it. So many of us need to do this in the second half of the year. Pull out that list that you made back in January and rewrite that list. If it is simply rewriting the things that you wrote at the beginning of the year, write them down again. Because that list is a a point of motivation for you. Uh, Some of you started out going to the gym. Planet Fitness, the YMCA, all these manner of other move fitness, goals gym, whatever it is in your city, your particular city. You start out go to the recreation center, working out, running, jogging, walking in the park, riding your bike, whatever it is, and you fell off because life started to happen. You dealt with deaths in the family. You dealt with divorce. You dealt with breakups. You dealt with rebellious children, and you got off the bandwagon. I challenge you to get back on the bandwagon, get back in the gym, get back in the YMCA, go back to the recreation center, go back walking in the park, find a walking partner. If you don't have a walking partner, walk with Jesus. Uh, Next thing I want you to do is create your own opportunities. If I had time to give you my own personal testimony, last year this time I was hoping and praying that I would get a job. I declare this year, this time, I'm not working for anybody. I'm working for myself. You've got to create your own opportunities. You can wait for opportunities, or you can go out there and create your own opportunities. The latter is definite and much more empowering. It might take more work trying to create your own opportunities, but when you are finished doing the work, it's much more fulfilling than waiting on somebody to give you an opportunity. The third, number eight is live more consciously each day. So, in other words, stop sleepwalking through life. Pay attention. Pay attention to people. Pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to your health. Go to a doctor. Get checked out. Um, You know, what the doctor might say might be hard to take, but you won't know what to do. And if you need to do something, unless you go get what, unless you find out what's going on with you. Number nine, be committed to your personal growth. Many of you. The first half of 2018, you spent it trying to build somebody else up. You spent it trying to encourage somebody else. In the map of your consciousness, I need you to get past the shame and to start thinking about how you can help you to become better. And number 10, know your inner voice, your inner self. And know the difference between when it's you and when it's the enemy, I want to encourage you. There's great things God has for you. You have for you. The universe has for you in the second half of 2018. And unless you are proactive, go after it. Know who you are. Know what you want. Be committed to your growth. Live more consciously. Create your own opportunities. 
I'm focused on the what rather than the how, you'll stay stuck. And your second half won't be any better than your first half. Be encouraged. If what you've heard has piqued your curiosity, join me next Sunday at Love Fellowship, 224 O'Neill Court, Unit 5, 1130 a.m., or back here at 5 p.m. on Bridging the Gap, here on Gospel 107. Never had a so good gospel and a sports network. Have a blessed night. This is Pastor Hugh Harmon signing off.